Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. Today we're joined by one of our web developers, Colleen. Hey guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Colleen's going to walk us through the typical process of developing a website here at Yelling Mule and share some helpful tips to ensure that all projects run smoothly. Yeah, of course. So here at Yelling Mule, probably one of the earliest stages is the discovery meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, in this meeting, it's kind of where the client meets our team for the first time, um, and we go over goals. And these goals kind of more include what you want your site to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also helpful to bring in examples of websites that you like. Um, that includes, you know, content, colors, you know, just and also functionality is really important, too. Um, also in these meetings too, I think it's also really important to establish one or two main points of contact. A lot of times when you have multiple people working on a project, it can get a little overwhelming. Definitely. And it definitely helps to um, just to kind of more streamline feedback. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously with a lot of different opinions, things can, you know, can one throw de- Like process. one decision maker to yeah, try to get like to that, that point. Yeah, it's like the saying goes, there's too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. You never want too many. You want mm-hmm. like maybe like one or two. So we keep things like exactly, as you said, more streamlined. Mm-hmm. And so then we know exactly who to like contact if we have questions because we could contact the wrong person if there's like four or five mm-hmm. contacts and things Definitely. like that. But yeah, I agree with everything. Yeah. And it's always tricky too, especially if you have, you know, a lot, a huge team, um, and everyone obviously has opinion, but it definitely helps just, you know, for future projects to kind of gather that information internally and then have one or two people responsible for relaying that information mm-hmm. to the rest of um, the other team. Yeah, of course. Um, I also think, correct me if I'm wrong, but collecting and organizing content as early as the discovery meeting is really helpful. It's very helpful, especially if, let's say, the client does sign on with us um, Mm -hmm. or, let's just say, any other agency that does work like we do. Mm -hmm. Um, The client having content ready or at least, let's just say, giving a number 80% ready, Mm -hmm. that will help streamline the process way better Mm because if a client doesn't really have any content or... Maybe they have content, but it's not organized. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a process in the beginning trying to get that, you know, all organized, figured out. And that could then overwhelm, like, the client or definitely um, the company itself. Yeah. So it's just better to have that all ready and set. So mm-hmm. with that website process, that mm-hmm. with each step we take through, which we'll talk about, mm-hmm. it'll just be, like, yeah. pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. We can hit kind of the rest of the stages and mm-hmm. where having that content in advance really helps. Yeah. Um, also, another thing that's important, too, is trying to get all the necessary login information available mm-hmm. as early as you can. Um, Colleen can definitely talk about this a little bit more, but towards the end, when a site's actually being launched, mm-hmm. when that information isn't available, it can prolong things. Exactly. If we don't, it's like with the content, we also need, like, certain information, like, mainly hosting and domain. Mm-hmm. If we don't have that, like, by a certain stage, then that's kind of our bad on our part for not asking that enough. Um, but we kind of need to know what they're currently hosting on. Um, and if they plan on switching, it's very beneficial to know that information right from the beginning. Definitely. So that's going to lead us into the next portion of the process, which is homepage design. Mm -hmm. So that's making sure that your sitemap, which is obviously talked about in the discovery meeting and is an extremely important part of the site, knowing and having a hundred percent approved sitemap, um, that's going to help you start outlining content and really know what your site's going to look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, um, me being a developer, the design is not, you know, my phase, Mm -hmm. but, 
uh, working with the designers. I really like know what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, so having that content ready for the homepage, cause that homepage sets the tone for the rest of the sites. Cause you go from homepage to interiors, mm -hmm. which we'll talk about, but having that content ready, like including with all the branding guidelines that company has and anything around that sign, just like will definitely help streamline the homepage design process. Definitely. Yep. And even to having that content organized, which we mentioned in the beginning, because that's basically the point of the whole site map is mm -hmm. how you're going to organize all the information that you want to show on your site for users. And having an idea of that will only help, especially so you're not changing your site map further down the line. Yeah. I mean, I know there's going to be always instances like when we get later down the line, site map may mm -hmm. change like one or two pages, but it's always good to try and get that as close as possible to mm -hmm. be approved um and like with the homepage design you can kind of think of it as like a landing page for the rest of your website because some can entail like this main services on the homepage, maybe a little blout about blurb mm -hmm. things like that so it's more so like with that content there you can maybe put a um, certain blurbs on the homepage that then relate to another page on the site. And a lot of visitors are going to see your homepage and mm -hmm. that can make their decision if they're even going to click around even more. Exactly. So it's important to make a first impression. Mm -hmm. That leads us to the next part of the design process, which is interior designs. This is where you're going to have your content outlined, start finalizing copy, which Caitlin could talk about a little bit, and also ask questions about functionality as well. Like what can we uh, see about that? Yeah, so uh, in regards to copy, um, I work with a lot of clients in this regard, mm -hmm. and it's definitely helpful to start having your content, especially length. I always tell clients, um, you know, because we don't have to actually put the final content into the site until the populating phase, which mm -hmm. we'll get to. But that's further on down the line. And so I always mention them, like, don't worry, don't get too hung up on the exact wording of things because we have time to finalize that and get it to the, you know, the exact way that you want it to be mm -hmm. read. But length is really important because this helps designers design to the information. Mm -hmm. um, so you'd hate to see um, a design that's given only a paragraph when you really need four. Yeah. And um, how it's going to be broken up into sections to an organized. So definitely in this phase, it's really important to have that kind of figured out and outlined. Yeah, I, I agree with that because the more content... I wouldn't necessarily say the better, but um, you, the designer can just see how we can organize this content better for the mm -hmm. interiors. Exactly as you said, like it's just better to have that. Um, yeah. But like you know, also with interior designs, even sometimes homepage, like functionality is into question. That should also kind of be discussed in the discovery meeting, kind of backtracking. It's mm -hmm. like mentioned in the discovery meeting, but then we get more into the nitty gritty of things later down the line mm -hmm. um so functionality also is like very important especially if like they want things filtered a certain way on their blogs mm -hmm. or if they want these posts to pull in a certain way or if they want a google map with locations like mm -hmm. all of this is around their content all of this is around the functionality so having that content outlined to i don't know i would say maybe 80 90 percent mm -hmm. like finished would be very helpful definitely mm -hmm. Now going into front-end development. Mm -hmm. So this is after, you know, everything is approved, designs are done, everyone is happy to move on. This is where, in this phase, that um, our creative director, Nikki, she codes out the website catered to the designs. Mm -hmm. So this is just static, showing the templates that you approved. It's responsive, but it's not going to be 
like implemented into WordPress yet. Like that's that's the next phase back in development. The front end development is there so the client can see like all the animations and see how like it's starting to come to life and mm-hmm. um, and you can just kind of act like a it's an actual website. Mess too. around on the browser yeah. and click around. You know? Yeah, that's really helpful to gauge kind of user experience. Exactly. And it's also helpful for development purposes because then once it's coded that way, mm-hmm. you can then look at like other browsers or Mobile. other operating systems or mm-hmm. different devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, to see if like, oh, maybe does this need to be adjusted? This isn't what we envisioned. So then maybe Nikki will suggest, okay, maybe it should be like this. And mm-hmm. then, you know, discuss with the designer and then like they agree or maybe like they come up with a different outcome altogether. Mm-hmm. So it's very important. So then the client can see what it's starting to actually look like. Um, which then, you know, goes into back-end development when it really comes to life. Yeah. So um, so the back-end development, um, I like to say this analogy, it might be a little corny analogy, <laughs> but just picture any plant and just, like, you know, you nurturing it. This is what our process is like, mm-hmm. like starting off with, like, a little seed mm-hmm. and then it come, like becoming, like, a beautiful big plant. Um, so with back-end development, that's just, like, you doing, you know, kind of the final touches, making sure maintenance is taken care of. So this is when we implement it into WordPress. And then this is when we can start seeing all the pages being clickable and then actually seeing how the functionality works. With Plugins like, and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, like, for instance, I'm going to use the Google Maps again. Like maybe before on front end, it was just like a map with mm-hmm. like maybe pictures of different markers. Well, with this, we can actually input like the latitude and longitude and yeah. put that in the actual map so then the user can interact with it. So this is like the more um, dynamic part of the website. Um, but then that kind of also ties in with populating, which is the next phase, because mm-hmm. once backend is done, you want to see your content that you know mm-hmm. was organized from the beginning in the website. Now populating can like take a while mm-hmm. because if the client isn't doesn't have all their content, you know, one we're waiting, but two, maybe they're changing their mind, which is like perfectly fine. Um, but populating just takes a while because we, uh, we just got to make sure everything's correctly formatted, make sure everything like works with the templates mm-hmm. and design and code and, you know, all the above uh, well with our um, website content. Definitely. And we use um, a tool called monday.com and mm-hmm. that kind of helps organize all that content. Honestly, it helps organize the entire project. Exactly. But um, there's a civic like board where you can upload all your content mm-hmm. for the uh, certain pages. Yeah. I prefer Monday. I think out of any management system I've used, Monday is it's very great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I very much enjoy it because it's very easy. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just click a list item and then upload like a Word document or pages or maybe a Google Doc, whatever the client is used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, just copy and paste the content and put it in the website. Mm-hmm. We also make it very easy too. like we uh, introduced a flexible uh, template recently in the past couple of months. And this gives the ability uh, for the user to make their own pages with the pre-existing um, sections that are already designed. So oh, nice. they're not just limited to the templates that they approved, but they're, they have more options to create pages from what mm-hmm. they already approved in other sections. Yeah. And so. that's really helpful too. Cause like we mentioned, as much as it's important to organize and kind of visualize where your content's going to be, it mm-hmm. does kind of depend. Like sometimes it's down to the wire. And, it's and it can change too. Content that look good mm-hmm. in design can exactly. have functionality problems and populating and you have to address that and mm-hmm. make changes like that. Yeah, that's why the flexible template is so great because, mm-hmm. 
you can pick what works with the content best on that page rather than a set template. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's like a really big thing now mm -hmm. of what we do. It's awesome. But, um, you know, with any website being done populated, you know, we move to the final phase, which is launching the website. And this is where it's very important to have that hosting and domain information in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't have that at the end of the populating phase, well, then we can't launch the website because um, we really need that information. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes, like, I mean, everyone's different, but sometimes it's a bit of a struggle to get that information. So that's why we kind of recommend doing it earlier rather than later mm -hmm. in case you run into some obstacles. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, there will always be some things where maybe you, uh, their developer at the company doesn't want to give us access, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. We just got to like know beforehand and work with them and then see what we can do to get, you know, this up and running and ready. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just like really, what's the word? Um, needed mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. So even if it's before, you know, back end or front end development, it should really be, you know, yeah, just always kind of like in the back of your head. Exactly. And yeah. then you also use the uh, approval checklist if you want to talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so with every website we launch, um, I do two checklists. Mm -hmm. I won't go into much detail, um, but we have like a pre-launch, because they're very in-depth, that's why I don't want to like <laughs> go into too much. Um, go over every checklist. Yeah, <laughs> we have like a pre-launch checklist to kind of make sure the website's ready and like optimized and... Um, everything is correct, you know, front end is checked over, uh, the forms work, etc. And then another checklist is dependent on what their hosting is like. So if they follow through with our suggested hosting, which we always suggest WP Engine, mm -hmm. um, I will do the WP Engine checklist. And then if not, then any other hosting is kind of the same. And then I'll use that like hosting um, checklist just mm -hmm. to even though I know what I'm doing it's very good to still have that like checklist there so points I'm, of approval and stuff points yeah. of approval yes mm -hmm. and make sure like everything is checked off yep. and accounted for because mm -hmm. we don't want to miss anything so absolutely mm -hmm. okay, awesome well thank you so much for sitting down with us um, and we hope for anyone who's kind of starting this process that, that was helpful just mm -hmm. kind of have that insight and uh, tune in next week for a new episode